Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Final hour of Ben and Woods on a Monday, on a man day. Man day, maybe. Uh, here on 97.3 it's just fan. another Manny Monday. Yeah, just another Manny Monday. Live on air, live on the Odyssey app, live on our YouTube stream. I like uh, back in studio, it's a little less chaotic than it was last week with it's a lot the wind less blowing yeah. over cameras and everything else. Now we're just in our spots. And Comfy, cozy. I like I can see the clock behind Polly there yep. and he's got a screensaver. Is that, who is that? Manny behind you? That's very nice. Of course it is. Very nice. Is that just themed? Are you going to change that day to day? I might. Just I might do that. It could be like the photo of the day. Yeah, Maybe I like it's just that. a message. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll come I've got, up uh, now it's bright, but as the sun yeah, comes yeah. up, you get a nice little uh, sunrise view behind me because I sit with my back to the window here. Polly got the, uh, the friends contract. Is got right it framed. There, Yep. yep, you can see that if you heard us sign it last week with Manny Machado, Friends for Life, Lifetime Extension. Many are saying that it softened him to lead him to but want out. to sign a long-term deal here in San Diego. I, you know, Who am I to, to, to disagree with? Others our, our are audience. saying he clearly already knew what was up with his, uh, his Padres extension oh. before he signed ours, which made it a little bit easier maybe to sign ours knowing... Well, I'm going to have to deal with these crackpots anyway since this, I'm sticking around. This, so. He was waiting for this right here. <laughs> yep, I agree. <laughs> Might as well just get it done with right now. And I agree. Sign this darn thing. So, you know, you can look at it either way. We've got Padres, uh, Dodgers. Now, I don't think that's a, a televised or on-air game because it's – is it a road game or a home game today? I don't even know. Uh, it I don't is... think it's on, but you can watch on MLB TV. Uh, yeah, you can always watch on the stream. No, they're on Valley just... today. Oh, they're oh, on Valley. So, right. okay. So, what time's the game? Twelve ten. Twelve ten, and I don't know. I think today is uh, in Peoria. Yeah, I, I see it right here. It is in Peoria, Arizona. So. Probably something we should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Sammy was there. He was telling us all about it, and he we probably told even, us. I probably missed it. Didn't even ask whether. I mean, it's not like it's a huge road trip. Glendale is probably the shortest drive. Yeah, very of close. Any of the road. Uh, venues that the Padres go on for spring training. It's like five exits down the freeway, uh, the 101 there in Arizona. So, yeah, pretty easy to get to. Um, but, uh, yeah, Padres-Dodgers. And I think they'll meet one time in, in Glendale, and then that'll be it. Just two meetings uh, this spring between the Padres and the Dodgers at uh, at spring training camp. Uh, we'll talk more about the rule changes and the pace of the game. We got into that a little bit earlier uh, as we wrap up this hour. But right now, let's get some other headlines from the world of sports over the weekend and more with today's Rindle Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hoi? 
All right. All right. All right. By the way, if you uh, if you have the fortitude to stick it out to the end of the Rindle Report, we will be giving away those KSUN Country Fest <laughs> tickets as a little bit of a reward for you. You just gotta you just gotta nut up, grind through Paulie's Rindle Report. Suffer, suffer, I'm, Paulie. I'm helping you with. I'm enticing, helping your ratings for the Rindle Report That's true. here by offering a prize. You should be thanking me. Okay. So if you can just grin and bear it for the next few minutes mm-hmm. as we riff on some other <laughs> stories, you'll be rewarded with Country Fest tickets. I heard maybe the worst country song. Like, we've said this before. We say I, it a I, lot. I've, I think this might actually be the Let's worst Let's make one sure he's heard. not playing at that. I wonder if he is. <laughs> Turn the mics off for a second. Oh, you don't see him on the list? Okay. All right. All right. We got to play it. If not today, then tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's horrid, (laughs) horrid, horrid. We will start off in the world of sports. Uh, Last night in the NBA, a pretty historic night for Damian Lillard. Dame Dalla had seventy-one points, thirteen three-pointers, and he became the eighth different player to score seventy points in a game in NBA history. Uh, Dame is thirty-two years old. That makes him the oldest player in NBA history with a seventy-point game. And, dude, like, I, somebody texted me, a buddy texted me in, like, the second quarter, I think, right around halftime. He's like, yo, you watching the game? Like, the game's going off. And I'm like, watch. I'm like, yeah, okay. Then you turn on in the second half. He To watch a guy in the NBA or in any sport, really, where they are locked in. I mean, it's like hitting four home runs in a game. It's like tunnel vision, dude. He just could not miss. Uh, and it was he, – he is just – I almost want to say an underrated player. I don't think – you know, if you name your top five or something like that in the NBA, I'm not sure that his name pops up for everybody, but he is so fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, 71 points last night for the Trailblazers. I mean, really, I I hadn't realized. I knew, I mean, it's obviously rare. You don't see a 70-point performance that often, even though there was one last month from Donovan Mitchell. But, really, only three guys in NBA history have scored more than 71 in a game. Wilt Chamberlain. Kobe Bryant and David Thompson, who had the seventy-three point game. That's that's it. I mean, seventy-one is crazy. I mean, like uh, Luca had like thirty-one, and you're still forty away from seventy-one. And thirty-one's a great game. That's uh, that's a that's an unbelievable performance by Damian Lillard. Seventy-one points. Dame, their their team's hovering around five hundred out of the playoff picture as it as it stands now. One of those guys, Paulie, where. A little bit of a cast of characters around him. I, you know, he also plays in Portland. Nothing against Portland, but man, tucked away up there in the. the He's cor- so loyal to Portland. So loyal to Portland. Yeah, I mean, tucked away up there in the corner, and and they're not that great. About a five hundred team, almost a couple games short of being five hundred. Yeah, man, he's one of those guys you want to see in the on the biggest stage, and uh, if they could find their way into the playoffs, certainly would be a, a pretty dangerous squad, I would imagine. Lakers trying to do the same thing. They rallied from twenty seven down in the second quarter yesterday to beat the Dallas Mavericks, but a little concern for LeBron with a little right foot injury, hurt a pop. He stayed in and, and played, but obviously was kind of limping around. Uh, but they've won four out of their last five. I don't think any team had a tougher weekend, though, than the Los Angeles Clippers. Did you see what happened to them? So I saw the 176 Six, to 175 game. That's a double over. That's a tough double overtime Good loss. Good God. You score 175 points. What if I told you lose. you were going to score 175 <laughs> points tonight? How would you feel about yeah. going into tonight's game? And then last night, they were taking oh. on the Denver Nuggets, you know, the team to beat right now in the West. It's uh, tied late. Paul George heaves up, you know, about a 65-footer at the buzzer. Swish, 
uh, I didn't get it off. Like You're point kidding. one after the, the oh. horn sounded, and then ended up losing one thirty four, one twenty four in overtime. So a very rough weekend and two losses. Uh, for the LA Clippers this I mean, weekend. the Western Conference, you guys, is pretty much, I mean, it's two, three teams right now that are, are standing above everybody else. Yeah, but then at the bottom, it's, it's as just tightly packed as you can imagine. Very, very packed. <laughs> like yeah. the Lakers are still out of a playoff spot. They're the 12th, 12th seed, seed right now, but they're only three and a half games out of the fourth seed. That's how yeah, close that's it how is. That's how close it is. Four. And 12 right now, or really 13, because Oklahoma City's only four games. They're at 13, and they're only four games out of the fourth It's probably season. the first time I've looked at the NBA standings all season, <laughs> by the way, just for the I record. I thought you were going to say ever. But. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe true. <laughs> Continue. All right. Uh, there was a relatively big boxing match yesterday. I don't it's know. Sad that uh, it's it's how... sad that you're right. Yes. But you're right. For commercial purposes. I don't know it how much was, was on your big. radar, but for um, boxing legacy, it was almost entirely inconsequential. Fair enough. But Tommy Fury versus uh, Jake Paul, who you know, tip of the cap, I guess. Like the guy knows how to make uh, a name for himself. He does. knows how to keep himself relevant and th- in the I th- news. I feel well, like he's I-, I feel like he's a decent fighter. I thought this was oh, he's finally taking on someone real, and then I, I finally discovered no, I'm thinking of Tyson Fury. Tyson yes, Fury. This is, yeah. his, this is his brother. This is like his half brother, Tommy, Tommy Fury. Fury. Yeah. Uh, Jake Paul was six and zero undefeated, and I guess, look, I'm speaking out of my rear end here. I don't follow boxing a ton, and I especially don't follow Jake Paul a ton. But I believe the knock on him was, okay, when are you going to do it against somebody that actually knows how to box? Right. You're just going up up there against these amateurs. And you're running your mouth, you're making a huge show out of things, and people are interested, but at some point, you got to face somebody that actually knows what they're doing in the ring. His, <laughs> his, his cousin. His half-brother. Half yeah, Rob Snell. Got a hit off of him. Yeah, he throws not, about 77 not down the, the middle. person. Just because he has the last name of a boxing <laughs> legend, it's not, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Old Mike Snell just giving it to you in adult league. <laughs> Stuck at Garrig one time. Yeah, yeah Garrig. Yeah. yeah, Ron Garrig. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Garrig. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it was still Mike Tyson was in attendance. Cristiano Ronaldo, Kevin Hart. Like the stars it's are massive, still there. Dude, like, it's, what it's in still the world? a big event. It they got to be paid like to be there. Oh. They got to be paid to be there. There's no way those guys went on their own accord. There's he's no gonna, way he's going to get into the ring with Tyson next. Joe Tyson. Joe Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> I would not mind watching Mike Tyson and Jake Paul, though. That's a fight I would watch. Yeah. Saw a video circulating over the weekend. It could have been old, but the 53-year-old Mike Tyson. Saw that. Oh, my God. Looked like a truck. Hitting the bag. Hitting the bag. I mean, oh. And then it said, like, now just, he's 53. Just imagine him 30 at age years ago. 24 yeah. or whatever. Like. Picture this 30 years. He's a tank. <laughs> yeah, that that's one I would pay pay-per-view for. That Creed three looks decent. Yeah, it does. It does. I Michael like Jordan. Seems I, to be a. I like that guy. Good actor. Yeah, I like that yeah. guy a lot. Yeah. I like him. I just for you keep throwing Rocky movies at me. I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> I, I mean, I I watched the Tommy Morrison one, and and that one was probably the worst one. Uh, but man, yeah, you you keep keep making them. I'm going to keep watching them. Finally. Um... <laughs> A couple weeks ago, we talked. Uh, we've talked a lot of cocaine bear. Yeah, we did. on this show, mm. and we had the uh, producer, yes. one of the producers on the show, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And cocaine bear has already inspired 
uh, a bit of a knockoff movie. And it's made by a group called The Asylum. So they have done other knockoffs. Like instead of snakes on a plane, they did snakes on a train. They made the Sharknado movies. Yeah, Sharknado. Um, this is Cocaine Weasel. Sinister Squad instead of Suicide <laughs> Squad. Stuff like that. I just wonder, okay, no. Are they going to... What, what do are you they think changing the, the drug or the or the animal? Both. <laughs> okay, both. So their new movie that's already in the works apparently is called Attack of the Meth Gator. Oh, no. Florida, definitely Florida. <laughs> Doesn't say any details. I would assume Ooh. it's in Florida, and uh, it is going to be released this summer. I would assume that that is a uh, straight to streaming Bro, I style heard, movie. I read nothing but great things about Cocaine Bear this weekend. I mean, a lot of people we know in our audience went and saw it, and they were tweeting about it. And uh, by all accounts, you know, we had your your buddy that was a producer um, that that did it, and and he was really proud of it. And and again, one a movie that you thought when you you rolled your eyes when it came out, and you heard about the the premise, and you knew the true story. But apparently, it's really, really well done. Uh, they say the the death scenes are as gory and incredible and comical <laughs> as you could even uh, just imagine. Yeah, when it comes out on Prime or something, I'll definitely watch. I probably I don't, I don't really go to the theater anymore, so um, I'll be down to watch it when it comes out. I'm very interested in it. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I'll rent it. I don't know Meth, how interested Meth I am. Gator. Might be good for the show to watch Meth Gator or make Ben watch it. Attack of the Meth Gator. Attack of the Meth Gator. Thank you, Pauly. You're welcome. All right, you made it through the Rhino Report. Good job, everybody. And now your opportunity it presents itself to win some tickets to uh, KSON's Country Fest on March 25th at Gallagher Square. I love that it's at Gallagher now. It's so great. Lee Bryce, Parmalee, Easton Corbin, Dylan Carmichael, and Hannah Ellis. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, but you can win a pair by being the third caller right now at 833-288-0973. Hey. Anytime you get to go out to Gallagher Square before the season starts, just hang out and, you know, picture a Padres game while you're listening to some country music. 833-288-0973. Third caller is going to win those tickets to KSON Country Fest. Now, during the Rhino Report, Ben was on his phone, and I was assuming he was uh, uh, checking a text or something, but no. He the tweet was tweeting, is out. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, the Aztecs, uh, as I predicted. In the top 20, checking in at number 18 in the new top 25 Associated Press College Basketball Poll. Let's talk about that game next. Yes. It was unbelievable. We'll get into that. Very exciting Saturday night at the pit in Albuquerque. I'll get to that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. What? 
Probably heard this in the hallway today, and so you got to hear this. It was too early for that. It was. He knows the menu at Applebee's quite well. It's George Jones would take this, rip his throat out with his bare hands. He was just, okay, hey, what's your name? Walker Hayes, come here for a second. Like Roadhouse, just rip his throat right from his body. Yeah. Fancy like that made me sweat. By Walker Hayes, I, pulled up. I was like, "What is this?" I had to look it yeah. up this morning. It was about five thirty in the morning. He showed me the words. walking around. I've go, heard this, this story. Is... I've heard this song many times. You have? Oh yeah, this hey. is not new to me at all. Hey, my girl is banging. She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne popping entertainment. Take her to Wendy's. Can't keep her off me. She want to dip me like them fries in her frosty. Give up. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Get that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check. Girl, I got you. You, do you get the sexual double entendres <laughs> that he's laying out in there? Ben? Yes, okay. I do. I get some of them. Right. Others may be going over my head. <laughs> I hate it here. Really, it's I mean, really. Just I was bad. like walking You're around like, the what? office. And I, go, I stopped and go, "What the hell did <laughs> I just hear?" Came running in and be like, "Bro, that's so that's, maybe the worst song ever." Made. That's pretty bad. The man. irony is that Applebee's is not intended to be a fancy place. Correct. Like a, She's so low maintenance. She really, date Applebee's. night sort of spot. Yeah. More of a u- utility like spot. Yeah, like, you're in you Peoria. Know, a pinch and yeah, you're in Peoria. You, you need some food. Bougie like Natty in a styrofoam, squeak squeaking in the truck bed all the way home. That's they're having intercourse. But then, <laughs> you know, you act like it's not good enough for you, and all of a sudden you're accused of being elitist, fine by or me, or classist, fine by me. Well, then why do I get made fun of so much for being too fancy? Don't know. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> you want to make fun of me and defend that? Go ahead. I'm not saying that. That's Just your fight. Making that's, that point. Yeah, that's your hill to die on, my friend. All right. Uh, Aztecs uh, are conference champions. Once again, uh, at least a share of it and almost certainly an outright title. They just need to win one of their last two games to clinch an outright regular season Mountain West title after uh, a Pull it out of the fire win at New Mexico Woo! on Saturday night. God. Down by, I think, 13 in the yep. second half. Rallied back. Took a four-point lead with, like, 20 seconds to go. And then nearly blew it. Nathan Mensah committed a foul on a three-point shot, which you should never do in that situation in the game. But uh, three free throws. Then they turned it over. Uh, New Mexico made a layup with six seconds left to take a 71-70 lead. Uh, but wait, it wasn't just a layup. It was an inbounds that went horribly bad. Right, yeah, they turned it over. It was it was really like, that play to me, I went, oh, God. Like, that kid on the plane is going to be weeping into his hands. Having a lot of trouble uh, with the inbound, it, it seems. And, it, man, I watched that play, and I went, oh, God, dude, that can't happen. That well, just it happened can't happen. against Arkansas early in the season at the Maui Invitational where they had a seemingly insurmountable lead, but... Lost their composure, turnovers late, and and that one caused a loss. This one nearly did if it weren't for the buzzer beater by Lamont Butler. Uh, as as time expired, the three pointer dribbled all the way down the court, pulled up from about a step beyond the three point line. Anybody and else nailed it? Did anybody else think? What do you do? It shoot it like the the cool, calm, collected, knowing exactly how much time he had, knowing exactly 
what he wanted to do with that shot was so impressive because as he dribbled down, I think it was four seconds? Yeah, I mean, six, six seconds, seconds from coast to coast, though. Coast to coast, yeah. He took it down, and, and he spotted up and, and waited like an extra beat, one more dribble, and he hit it, Ben, right as time expired, and you saw the Lobos fans. You saw the life just ready go. To explode ready to explode. And you just saw the life go, just drain from them. You know, it's interesting hearing Brian Dutcher talk after the game. The idea was for Lamont Butler to drive all the way to the basket. And they they obviously practiced this scenario at the end of the games. And when you get six seconds, the coach says, okay, you have six dribbles. Because it takes about one second. So you're sprinting as fast as you can. It's like basically one, two, three dribbles. You're across midcourt. One, two, three more. And then you should be going up for a layup or to try to get fouled, something in the key in the lane, because you're only down one. You don't need a three-pointer, so you're not looking for the hardest shot possible. But as Lamont Butler got across the midline, just kind of you know fumbled just for a second, and that kind of threw the timing off, and I think he immediately thought, I don't, I don't have the time anymore to get all the way to the hoop. So instead he pulled up, got it off with about .4 seconds left. No no doubt that it was out of his hand when the, when oh, yeah. the red lights I just came on. Watched it again. About point eight is yep. when he shoots, and it goes in, and the Aztecs emerge from the pit with a little, uh, a little revenge victory, uh, avenging their only home loss of the season to New Mexico uh, earlier, improving to fourteen and two in the Mountain West. And Boise State lost to San Jose State over the weekend, yep. so that that increased their lead to two with two games to play. Hence, no worse than a share of the title, no matter what happens. In these last two games, the uh, the video from was it Jeff Grammer in the crowd. Yeah, that video so angle good. was unbelievable. Was so good. Just, just seeing everybody just <sighs> yeah, just deflating, deflating. Love it. So, so what do we got left? So they go to Boise State, second place, toughest game probably you'll play in conference tomorrow night. You win that one, you've so you've right. pretty much slam dunked it. You've obviously clinched, and you should be moving your seed line up a little bit as well. That would be one of the more impressive wins. So I consider tomorrow a real opportunity game. If they did lose, they got a home game against last place Wyoming on Saturday. You know, as as easy as they come. I mean, nothing's a guarantee, but uh, they've had a really rough season. And Who they are they to... tied? They're tied with? And they're not tied with. They're, they're, two not game, tied. they're two games up on Boise State. Okay. So, you know, if Boise State loses either of their last two games, but they play each other on Tuesday, yeah, so, so that won't happen. If the Aztecs lost, they'd have to win their last one to guarantee an outright conference outright title, okay. but they can get it done tomorrow. And and if they do that, they'll go in. They'll be the number one seed in the Mountain West tournament next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They can win these last five games. So at Boise State would be a quad one win, impressive. Wyoming doesn't matter that much, but then three at the Mountain West tournament next week against you know decent again opponents. My guess would be they'll be ranked in the top fifteen and and maybe could even. Threaten a four seed yeah. in the NCAA tournament if they win their last five. What's the one you don't want to be? <clears throat> you don't want to be a, an eight or a nine. Seven and ten is not great either because then you're facing a either a one or a two in the in the second round. But if you can get up to six, better get six five or, better. or four. You yeah, know, then then you avoid the one or two seeds until the second weekend in the Sweet Sixteen. And who knows? You know, other upsets happen uh, makes it a little bit easier. So that that path I think is still. Available to the Aztecs if they can if they can win out, I think a, a four seed is very much a legitimate possibility. Right now, I think Lunardi had him as a six. We'll see if if they go up at all this week after uh, going two and zero last week. But there seems to be at least some room for movement from six to four 
in these next two weeks with a strong finish. Yeah, pretty exciting game, man. That was uh, watched the whole thing, and and that that ending was just spectacular, <laughs> spectacular. I um, you know, and Brian Dutcher's yet to win a game in the tournament as head coach in March Madness, so he's got he's kind of got that. Yeah, to prove that they can still get it done in March. They've been in February. They've been in f- unbelievable. Like, they are as tough to beat in February as any team in the country. March has not been the same. And, you know, that is that is uh, definitely how you're measured often in college basketball. But I, I heard someone saying, hey, would you take one win in the NCAA tournament and are you good? No. I would say no. no. I mean, the point, this is a team that's good enough to make a deep run. If you're satisfied with just one win, I don't think you're giving San Diego State enough credit in the NCAA tournament. Sure, yeah, they could get upset and lose in the first round, and that would be very disappointing, but under no circumstances would I just say, I'm good with just one win. Guarantee me one win, but I'm out in the second round? No, no way! No way. No chance. No way! Yeah, I think that's actually kind of a failure. I Well, I mean, I don't know that it's a failure, but... You, your 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 aim should be a your, lot higher. Yeah, you're aiming way just low. Winning one game in the NCAA tournament, sure, it's really hard to make it to the second weekend, and you're not a you're not a failure if you don't get to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. But if your goal is to just hey, we're good, we won one, and and that's all we wanted to do, that's not the kind of program that Brian Dutcher is trying to create. So I was surprised that fans would even entertain that notion um, about just hey, yeah, just get us one win and we'll be satisfied. Uh uh-uh. uh no, I, I think they, you know, I expect more from the San Diego State team. Beautiful. All right, let's uh, let's wrap things up. When we come back, we can talk more about the uh, the pitch clock and how it really had a, a major impact on the feel, the flow of the first spring training games. Will that be the case in the regular season as well? And we can take your phone calls in our last segment eight three three. Two eight eight zero ninety seven three. You loved it. You hated it. Yeah, I'd saw, love to hear from you. I saw so many opinions about it on Twitter. Call in. Let's let's talk through it. If you loved it, great. If you hated it, even better. Eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Give us a call. Next on Ben and Woods, ninety seven three the fan. We'll be right back. Phone lines are open. Looking for your reaction on the faster pace of play. Did you watch any of the Padres or other Major League Baseball games over the weekend from spring training? Uh, it was definitely noticeable. Frenetic. Frenetic pace on uh, on Friday, for sure. You can call it that. Um, I have got some thoughts. Woods has got some thoughts as well. They don't necessarily match on what we saw over the weekend, but I uh, would love to hear from you. 833 288 0973 this hour on the fan brought to you by five hour energy visit fivehourenergy.com replace your afternoon coffee with a five hour energy it's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out in your stomach well thank you discover five hour energy learn more at fivehourenergy.com we'll come back uh, talk pace of play after a check of traffic here on 97.3 the fan right, before you say boy i hated the new look baseball with the pitch clock and the faster pace of play because i know some of you are resistant to change out there. Keep in mind that manager Bob Melvin was a big fan of it after the first weekend. 
had a yeah. lot of positive things to so, say. So hold on, and we need to be we need to be transparent about this. When you hear broadcasters saying, "I love it," when you hear <laughs> morning radio hosts saying, "I think it's fantastic," when you hear managers going, "This is great, I love this," we all have an agenda. There's an agenda. <laughs> My agenda is I don't want to be up till eleven. Because I got to get my ass up and come in here and try to be dynamic you for said four you didn't hours. Like it, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Don't I'm on record. I love it. I'm on record. I'm for most broadcasters, for most morning radio show hosts, and for most managers and players. More than likely, other than you know the pitchers and the, the batters that get banged. Yes, man. 162 game season. You want that S done as fast as possible. Doesn't it make Bob Melvin's job harder though? No. When you've added My a God. clock to the elements Hell that no. you have to. No. When he's getting what signs he in. Do? Fast, get the no. signs in. He'll be fine. He told us that he'll be fine. I love it, with the caveat that they need to tweak it a little bit. Yes, and if I'm that listening. Means the seventh inning on, just the ninth inning, you get rid of it. Something like that. No, none in the playoffs at all. I would be fine with any of that. I'm listening to Steve Stone, White Sox broadcaster, who's been calling games since I was a little kid. Literally. He's Played golf games. with him once uh, with Randy Jones out of Madera yeah. and Steve Stone. It was fun. He's, he's been calling games since I was a little kid. I would watch him on WGN, Steve Stone. He's like, I love this. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, man, because you're sitting in a spring training game that just lasted two and a half hours. You remember when we went and did the game with Jesse against the A's? Seven hours. 17 <laughs> hours that game took. So, yeah, when you hear managers and, and, and certain players, of course, there's an agenda behind I, it. I disagree, though, Paul. I don't think you can just eliminate it in the postseason. Do you really want to go from two-hour and 40-minute games all of a sudden to four-hour games no. in the yes. playoffs? yes. No, I don't, I, I yes, don't want yes, that to jump. Yes, I don't yes, want that big yes, of a jump. Yes. As long as it's like the late innings or at least the ninth inning, at the very least, get rid of it. In I'm the ninth okay inning. getting rid of it in the ninth inning. I really am. You know, if a game's close, I don't necessarily want everyone to think about the clock. But for the first seven, eight innings, yeah, I liked it. I liked the pace of play. I liked things moving along faster, now, more action, more pitches, more throwing. It, somebody said they went to the game. I was at the game too. But they said, I went to get food, and I missed two innings. I was full just going to say, two how, full how is innings. this going to impact the in-game experience when so, you're there? To the people that are saying, well, I'm getting less baseball. You're not. You're not getting less baseball. You're getting nine innings of baseball. You're just getting more action, and it's happening more quickly. There isn't the long, it's not going to be like it was, feet up, relax, nice four-hour day at the ballpark. That's not going to happen anymore if this continues in, on this pace. Uh, but you're not you're not getting you're not losing actual baseball. Maybe, now, if they it, said if they said we're going to do seven inning games, I would be in an uproar about that. Now, I don't want seven. Inning now games. let's say Major League Baseball starts noticing a decrease in stadium Concession. revenues and concessions because the game is moving too fastly. They cut off alcohol sales in the seventh inning. Well, that was like an hour and four hour and a half to the seventh inning. And is that the worst? Cut off alcohol sales. Are they going to all of a sudden rethink this? Oh, we didn't realize. This plan was going to cost us money. Or maybe you do what they did down at the Cholos game, and you just say, hey, the game only took two hours and 20 minutes, but the after party is open for the next two hours. If everyone wants to hang around, we'll still sell booze. We can still party all night long. You don't actually need a baseball game to have a good time down at Petco Park. If that's all you were looking for was the atmosphere and the experience, do you care if there's a game on at all? Just stick around and, you know, maybe... You know, it's hey, Petco Park's open until eleven. 
no matter how long the game lasts. And you can stay until then, and then that's when the gates close and it's time to go home. Yeah, I just I it was it felt very rushed uh, to me at the beginning uh, when I watched the first game. Now I did find myself getting a little more used to it over the weekend, and I will adapt. I'm an adult, and and my biggest problem though, my biggest overarching problem is me. this. Well, besides you, okay. <laughs> is that I mentioned it earlier. We're now going to get the CB Buckners of the world. That again, we're going to leave it to them to interpret when and where. To enforce I mean, certain there's, there's things, there's not much of an interpretation here. Though. There, there is the, the guy looking at the batter. That is, an, that's a that is a full on. And dude was in the box. He just had his head down, looking at where his feet were, shuffling the dirt, getting ready for you know a guy, a big moment in the game, a huge moment. And the umpire goes, "Nope, time out. That's game. You're out. What? That's garbage." So, what's the point of that rule? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and is if, there a separate in the clock? box and the pitcher throws and you're not ready? That's on you. You know, is it, right? If you're not, if you're in the box but you're not ready, the pitcher didn't throw though. Yeah, right. So why would it? Why should it matter? Why would you get a right. strike if you're in right. the box? If you're, if I'm in the box and the clock's still running yeah. and he's got the time to deliver it, why would you care when I'm looking at I mean, it? That's on me. I mean, if Manny was looking down and the pitcher threw it down the middle for a strike and he wasn't looking. Then that's still a strike. In the picture, hey, I, I had to it. go. My my it, clock man. was ticking. We're gonna give we're gonna give uh, guys it's like light. we're gonna give guys with 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 um, agendas like CB Buckner and Angel Hernandez and Doug Eddings. We're gonna give those guys more power behind the dish to say no. Sorry, Juan, you shuffled one half second too much. You're out. Like I, I will come out of my seat. I mean, I will just let's let's see what some it. of the tier ones have to say. Let's go out to the phones. Uh, let's go to Ken first up eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Good morning, Ken. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Hey, so were you watched any of the games? What did you feel with the pace of play? I've heard a couple, but what I'm concerned about, I, I was wondering if there's do they have timeouts they can call? That's a good question. There's like this if you don't like, so they're already finding workarounds, right? A pitcher gets the ball back, doesn't not really ready to pitch, but does can say I don't like the baseball, and he throws it back, and that restarts, that restarts the clock. Them. So, yeah, there's there these guys are going to find workarounds. Now too. you get two disengagements that you can step off and restart the clock, but then after two, if you've got a base runner what if on, there's no one on base. That's a good question. I think you can still disengage, but there's no actual timeouts. I don't know if there's a timeout. Like, I don't know. I would imagine that. I mean, like in a football, you know, if, you, if you're ready to, not ready to snap the ball, you can time call out. a timeout. Yeah, your, your play clock's running down. You know, give me a timeout. In down pass. I, but but here, here's there must still be timeouts. If you're in the box and there's six seconds left on the clock and, like, timeout, timeout. A, a bee flies into your face. Right, a bug. You still should be able to go, hey, timeout, timeout. Because we all around. see the phantom bug flying the guy's eye, right. and then he does the eyewash of pretending he's getting a bug out of his eye, but there's never really a bug. He's just not ready. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. It, it seemed to really disrupt. Uh, now, listen, did it make the game flow uh, quickly? It did. I mean, to, like, a record pace, certainly. Um, but when you pay for him, when you go get to a game, do you want to be in and out of there in two and a half hours? I think A.J. Castlevell would say unequivocally yes. I think Jesse Agler would say, yeah, two and a half hours would be fantastic. And that's really how baseball used to be. Who doesn't say that? Oh, I think a lot of people. I saw a lot of people I saying, mean, an Bro, NBA I... game takes two and a half hours to play. There's a clock. 
Right. But They're I not mean, used to not but having that's, a clock. You're, you're buying your ticket. You're going for two and a half hours. You arrive 30 minutes an hour earlier. That's there what three, made three baseball. And a half hours. That's what made baseball different, though. Is there your introduction? Well, they would leave it alone. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm for there some of the changes. There will still be games like yesterday's game. Yeah, the high scoring game it was longer. It was three hours. I just don't know that a three to two game should take three hours and twenty five minutes. Donovan said a Padre called timeout during an bat yesterday late in the game. Yeah, and and I missed that, but I don't know what the the outcome was, what the the penalty is. But yeah, I would imagine you could still go up. If you're digging in and say, "Hang on, hang on, put your hand up," you know, let me get my let me. Get but my- you can't do it like an unlimited amount of time, right? That that obviously wouldn't fly. Or- you know, it's it's one of those things. I I can't get too up in arms about it today. When the regular season starts, it's certainly something to watch. It's certainly something to monitor. They have been instructed, as we mentioned, to hammer this thing by the letter of the law. Uh, but as it when it as it pertains to the hitter not looking directly at the pitcher. After eight seconds, I believe. With eight seconds left on the clock. With eight seconds left on the clock. So it's either after seven so seconds or 12 seven seconds, seconds, seconds depending or 12 on seconds, right. whether there's a runner on base or not. That one, to me, is, is a little odd. Uh, Brandon says on Twitter, absolutely here for a pivotal or playoff game decided by the pitch <laughs> clock. Give me chaos! Well, I think they're trying to enforce it now so that there won't be chaos later. That everyone's so used to it that it's almost an afterthought. By the time the middle of the season rolls around. Kyle says uh, it's about safety, I think. They don't want the batter looking down still while the pitcher throws a quick one that flies over his head. Yeah, and if a pitch, if Nick Martinez is ready to hurl and and Max Muncy's in there, he's looking at his shoes, he's within his rights to just sling one down the middle if he's on the clock. So, yeah, I mean, that, that could be the detrimental and, and detrimental to the I've safety of the game, I've always learned too. from when I started baseball. Once you're in the box, they're going to the throw. If the pitcher has the ball on the mound and I'm in the box, I better be ready for him to throw yep. it. I can't be looking around you know, at the stands or but now at you my see, feet you know, or anything. If he's got the ball, I better be ready to hit it. But you know, now you see um, Manny Machado get you know, a strike called against him because his, his head wasn't... Yeah, he had 30 seconds to get into the box and to get ready. Is that not enough time for some guys? What are you doing in the first? I mean, you got twenty-two seconds from when the clock starts to the eight-second mark when you need to be ready. Is it really that hard to get in the box and be looking at the pitcher in twenty-two seconds when you get up there the first time? I, it's not. We're not asking for the for the world from these Brian, guys. And Brian makes a good point, man. He Brian says on Twitter, absolutely no offense to you guys or any other professional, but I honestly don't care what people that are being paid to be at the ballpark who are working think about how long the game takes. It's about the fans and the people that pay for the tickets and want the, and then it ends. <laughs> Cliffhanger there. More tomorrow on Brian's tweet. Um, I, I see his point, and that's kind of the point that I'm making is, of course we like it. Uh, you guys like it. Of course Jesse likes it. Of course Bob Melvin likes it. Less time at the ballpark is it, it's a such a long season. like it as well. It's such a long season. Now, ask me again in July how I feel. But watching it now... Looked a little bit odd. It looked a little bit odd. Let's uh, continue with the phones. 833-288-0973. Jerry, you are next up. Thanks for calling in, Jerry. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Thanks for uh, having me this morning. Our pleasure. Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, The biggest reason that I bought season tickets this year was because of the new rules. Um, Nice. You know, I... I hate getting home late. You know, I wake up at four thirty, and um, I think getting home—I uh, don't know—thirty minutes, forty minutes—it's uh, uh, it, just great. You know, it—it it, it just 
it, it, it keeps you more engaged into the game because you know you can't leave your seat. And there's so um, many, there's so many games, right? Like that's the other yes. part. There's so many games that that uh, if it helps keep our guys more engaged and more fresh and and more alert, you know, the long term effects of this is something that we haven't really talked about. I think. You're more locked in with a clock. You are. I, I can understand it. But from a, a viewer's perspective, it just looks a little bit rushed. Yeah, it, I, I think most of it is just getting used to it. Um, I think certainly uh, for the playoffs, it, it shouldn't be um, implemented. You know, you want the tension. You want the nervousness of uh, the players taking the time. You know, you want the fans to also be on the edge of their seats. So I think... For the regular season, yes, but as far as the playoffs, I think they should go away with that. I'm with that too. I really am. I don't care if a playoff game's four hours. I want every I want every rule eliminated, other than the shift rules and stuff in the playoffs. Give me, you know, you're already taking away the runner on second. Uh, bang the three batter minimum rule for the playoffs. Don't tell me what pitchers I can use to get out of a tough inning in a in a do or die game. I think that rule sucks. Well, the I think precedent's it's already sucked. been set that that playoff rules are different than regular season yeah, rules. You've Ex- already set that precedent. Extra inning rules are different. Why can't a pitch clock rule be different? And as I said earlier. I'm all, I'm in favor of maybe like a late and close rule where you know you pick whether it's the eighth inning or the ninth inning, a, a three run game or a four run game that that at that point it clicks in where they're no longer a pitch clock in effect. Did you uh, our buddy James just tweeted? Just got to remember sprint off the field if you know you're leading off the next inning to oh, maximize God. your pre at bat routine. You saw Uncle Pete, Uncle Pete Alonso yesterday catches the last out at first, goes into a dead sprint across the diamond. Why? Because he's leading off that inning. It's not like there isn't a commercial break <laughs> in between the innings. He, and it's like, if, if picture, Pete... The video of him in the on-deck... If Pete were on our team, we would defend him so oh, vigorously because yeah. he's such a good player. He was, he's was he got a little bit of almost like Will Myers to him. Yeah, but he's bit. just corny. Yeah. He's just corny, and it's 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 a little eyewashy, but he, he went on the dead sprint across, and I was laughing. I didn't even rip him for it. Um... J-Ball says, concession lines better find a way to speed up with the game. You're going to have some pretty angry people up there if you're missing the two innings to go get a hot dog and, and a beer. I think uh, in-seat ordering has got to be upgraded faster. and, and order, on your, order on your phone. Order on your phone, have them bring it to your seat, things like that. I'll take the, I'll take the last word here as we wrap it up, though. Of course you will. We are <laughs> three days, essentially two for most teams, into spring training. There really wasn't that much of a controversy in most games. Handled it fairly well. If they're doing it that well in the first two days of spring training, come on. This is going to be a non-issue within the first few weeks of the season. I think we're all going to be used to it, and we're going to be laughing that we talked about it so much back in February well, when it was first implemented. Like I said, talk to me in July after I've watched you know 80 games in their entirety. So, uh, But for now, it looks a little weird. I wish they would extend it. Just the five seconds would be... Tremendous amount. Good show on a man day. Yes, man day. We'll be back on a Tuesday morning tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, have a great rest of your day. For Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. See you, YouTube. See, don't. On San Diego's number one sports station. Thank you, Woodsy, 97 through the fan. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.